Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had disappeared and the sea vanished. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared and ready like a bride dressed to meet her husband. I heard a loud voice speaking from the throne. Now God's home is with human beings. He will live with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and he will be their God. He will wipe away all tears from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more grief or crying or pain. The old things will have disappeared. Then the one who sits on the throne said, and now I make all things new. He also said to me, write this because these words are true and can be trusted. And he said, it is done. I am the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And to anyone who is thirsty, I will give the right to drink from the spring of the water of life without paying for it. And those who win the victory will receive this from me. I will be their God and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. I, uh, I'm James, and it's lovely to see you. If you don't know who I am, I'm a, a student vicar here um, and figuring out how the sound system works for me as well, it seems. Um, today, we're going to talk about kings and kingdoms, and I found this picture online. I thought it was quite fun. Um, it looks like um, from one of those Lord of the Rings films or one of those games that people play with dice for hours on end. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think... Uh, this, the passage is about God's kingdom, wasn't it, in Revelation, about what it will be like to live where God is, um, God is king and victorious. Um, and uh, so I want to think that, the, I want us to, to remember today that the kingdom is about service and love, okay? Service and love. And um, I was thinking about that and then a bit unsure how to bring in something about a coronation today. Um, I haven't ever watched a coronation before. Um, some people here may have, but not a lot of us. Um, and I wondered how it would all work, having a king and having here today, or a queen anyway, fabulous, and the king, and how that was all going to work when we actually we worship a different kind of king, don't we? We worship a different king in church. Um, and his name is Jesus. So we're thinking about the kingdom of Jesus. Um, and being about service and love. And one of the, the things I was really amazed by yesterday is how much the service, the ceremony, was about Charles committing himself in service to God for the people of England. Um, and he started off by saying, I come not to be served, but to serve. And that theme of service kept coming out through the ceremony. Um, and one of the, uh, uh, as we were watching with my family, one of our favorite moments was when... Um, I don't know the fellow's name, was carrying the gospel. And often in churches that happens, doesn't it, where someone will carry it to the middle of the church and people all look and Jesus, the, the words of Jesus are at the center of the church. But he was carrying one that was 1,400 years old and, you, and it was a bit wobbly and you could see that this guy was nervous, the world is watching and what if he drops the book? Um, and we just had a laugh about that really, like kind of half hoping it might and then thinking, no, that would be terrible. I don't know if anyone else thought things like that, like what if the crown falls off his head? Did anyone else think that that might be nice to see just for a bit of a laugh? Don't know. Thankfully, it didn't. Um, but, um, but something amazing about that, the, the, the service was about, the ceremony was about service and Charles committing to service. And that gospel, being so old and being a big part of our country and our culture and 
our world. Um, because the focus was on Jesus, the focus was on Christ, and our government and our country is based on that as well. Um, so I've got a picture of the crown that he wore yesterday, and on your table for five seconds, tell me something you notice about that crown. Well, tell each other, and then I'll tell you what I notice. A few seconds, what do you notice about that crown? And three, two, one. Thank you. So the thing... All right. What do we... Uh, so let's have, have a couple of ideas called out and then I'll, I'll repeat them for others. It's massive. What else? There's a cross on the top. It's heavy. I saw someone talking about the jingly dangly bits that were there, weren't they? Maybe you can't see them, but something seemed to move. But yeah, I want to think about that cross on the top. And the cross on the top shows that Jesus is on the top. Jesus crowns it all, and Jesus is the king of the king. And sometimes we say king of the kings, and could have sung that song today. But um, the song is king of kings, isn't it? That's why I said that, if you don't know. Um, and Charles is wearing that as a symbol that he is under Christ like we all are, and we are all serving him. And our king wore a different sort of crown, didn't he? What kind of crown? Like this. Not as ornate, not as special in some ways. Created by him in a, in a way, but not to be used as a crown. Um, and Jesus came to earth God as a man, um, and he, he wore this crown when he was crucified, but before that, he taught us to pray that God's kingdom would come and God would have his way. So my question now is, what does it mean to live in God's kingdom? What does it mean to live in a kingdom where our Lord was crucified wearing this, and there's a picture of it there which you can enjoy? Um, I've got a list of a few ways that I think... Um, it is to be in Jesus' kingdom. Some of them make sense, and some of them are a bit more confusing. So um, I can read them out. That he, Jesus talked about things like the first will be last, a servant is the master, the rich are poor, the unclean are made clean, the sinful are redeemed, and the righteous are wicked, the broken are healed, the sick are made well, and the proud are humbled. And this isn't kind of like our world, is it? We think that if you're first and best, then you win, but that's not how it is in God's kingdom. And to be a servant is seen as being something negative, isn't it? But to be a servant is to be the best, to be, to be honored in the kingdom of God. And somehow it's that reversed kind of kingdom that we talk about, that we, we, we're trying to live, that God is the ruler of this kingdom, but it's not like our worldly kingdom. There was some thought when we read this passage that we're like, what if we're just looking forward to this kingdom in the future? And I'm, I'm not a big fan of that kind of good news of a gospel that you could be a Christian and follow Jesus because one day you might get to go to heaven and, and that, that or live forever with God. And that's true, but I think a lot of us hope that we've got quite a long time before that day comes, don't we? That we're not thinking, oh, our, our time to be with God is around the corner. So there's got to be more than just waiting for that for a long time. And the good news is that the gospel is not just so that we get to live forever with God, it's that we get to be a part of this kingdom today. We get to be a part of God's kingdom today. It's more, he wanted to come up here because it's, it's better up here, that it's holier and more like the kingdom. Um, but we, yeah, we get to 
to be in that kingdom and live in this world, um, it isn't bad to have human kings. The New Testament, um, Paul somehow tells us that the kings and rulers of this world are put there or kept there by God. Um, there's some deep theology there that um, we're not going to talk about today, but um, there was some in the Second World War. And if you want to know more about that, you can read some of Dietrich Bonhoeffer on that. Um, but we're called to live in this world and build the kingdom and know that one day God will reign over all. But in the meantime, we're called to try and build that kingdom. Um, and that's the best life. That's where God's perfect plan for us is. Um, and this is a kingdom of, we've got another, another little list of things. This is a kingdom of love, unending love, of radical welcome, of generous service and unrelenting caring, relentless selflessness and persistent honoring of other, others above ourselves. And I think we hope that our king that was crowned yesterday lives like this for others as well. And I hope that I live like that for others and that we all want to be that kind of community for each other. Because the kingdom of God is like this. It's about love and service. And we can see a, a great picture there of Jesus um, on his throne, I guess, in a way, crowned, but um, over all the world from his humble beginnings in Galilee to, um, to being one day Lord of everything. But in the meantime, we live trying to create his kingdom on earth. So um, that kingdom of love and service that was so prominent in the service yesterday, but, um, and what we want to be as Christians in this world. So they've got a couple of questions for you to think about on your tables while we, do, while we um, reflect a bit more. You can talk about whatever you want, or you can um, talk about these things. If Jesus was our earthly king, what law might he pass that we had to do? As a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, who should or would you invite round for dinner that you might not do if you were living in a, an earthly kingdom way? And what does being in Jesus' kingdom look like for you day to day? What do you do or how, could, how do you act to kind of prove that you're living this kingdom of love and service way? Um, so there's some thoughts to think about and some questions. We'll have a few minutes and then Joy will draw our questions, thoughts together.